0: Cindy, where did this love of music come from? Because anyone who knows you knows that you love music. Where did that where did that stem? What was the origin?
1: <clears throat> my love of music itself came from my mother. She was always a big music lover, and I pretty much loved anything she loved, and that was that. As long as I can remember. I can remember my very first 45. Don't laugh at me. What was it? It was Rosemary Clooney. Yeah. Singing Me and My Shadow.
0: That's all right. That's not bad. But I asked the wrong question. What I really meant to ask is, where did this love of making up weird songs come from?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a totally different one. You know what? (laughs) Again, I would have to say it originated from my mother. Because my mother would babysit, she ran a daycare out of our house, and so like she'd have the babies. You know, she'd like. I remember the first one I remember was she was she would burp a baby, and she would always sing this same song about "We need a burp, we need a burp, we need a burp, 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 burp." <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just kind of went on from there. And then, she, and then my uncle, her younger brother, was the king of what I call parody on the spot parody song singing. Like he would come he would hear a song and he would come up with like different funny lyrics for him all the time. And my uncle was my best friend. I loved him. Um so I think between the two of them it just kinda cultivated and I am like a mixtape of or a mashup. A mashup. I'm a mashup of my mom and my uncle.
0: Well, yeah, and you sing a lot of their songs. But you also like to make them up. Yes. Would you like to share some of the songs that? And and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sing today on today's episode. Oh,
1: come on. No,
0: but do you expect me to? I do. Uh, But do you want to share some of the songs that you've made up over the last couple of years, Um. or the last couple of weeks, or days, or probably minutes? Knowing you. Oh. Um.
1: I think my it was it's been a few months ago, I think my favorite one that I was most proud of was when you were running the Kickstarter campaign for Passage in Black, I took the song Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi and created, uh, like, a... A parody
0: version. Yeah, a parody, verse, yeah, you know, a parody version. Verse, that was pretty good. Yeah. Do you want to sing that one, or do you have something else you'd like to sing? You have one <laughs> in mind, I'm sure. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, there's many.
1: Like I like I do a shadow a song for our dog Shadow but from the music from the theme song to the Office yes Shadow Shadow puppy dog
0: okay Shadow
1: Shadow Shadow puppy
0: okay that's awesome <laughs> um, what's another one you'd like to share a small small brief tidbit of
1: um I would. Like, I made up one for Jackson when he was a baby.
0: What is that? I was like,
1: good morning, Jackson. How are you today? Okay,
0: that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have another one in mind?
1: Um, I sing one for our cat Nibbles, who I affectionately refer to as my boober kitty.
0: Let's hear the boober kitty.
1: Boober. Boober kitty. My boober kitty cat.
0: So, this leads me to what I really wanted to do.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Hold up! Yeah, what about some of them that you've made up?
0: I don't make up very many songs. You
1: lie like a dog (laughs) on a rug.
0: Like what? Give me the example. What do I make a song of?
1: I'm hungry. Do the I'm hungry one.
0: Well, that's not a song. That's a chant. When you're at a restaurant at breakfast time and they haven't brought you your food, you chant, "I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Please bring me toast and grits." (laughs) And they will bring you your toast and grits if you to shut you up. That's a chant. That's not a song. Okay. That's a that's a battle dirge.
1: Okay. What about um when we're on car trip on road trips?
0: I don't <laughs> like long trips and we're not home. Yeah. It's just I want to be home now. I want to be home. Please, please, please. I want to be home. Okay. And that's just like a that's like, you know, the, again, that's less a song and more of a uh, an act of magic to okay, make the trip. And what about going?
1: when our clock chimes?
0: That I don't remember the song to. I know we have one, but I don't remember it.
1: Because the music is like du, Hmm. I
0: don't know. Duh, 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 duh. I, oh yeah. And it's, then it is chi- like. Okay, but I don't know what that song is anymore. Oh it's no! Been a-
1: oh no! It's, it's time to go
0: to work.
1: work. Yes, I don't want to. Cause my job sucks.
0: <laughs> That's a, I haven't had a, a real job in so long that I forgot that song. But, what, but let's, what, what, wait, now let's one more, one more. Yes, this is the one. All right, you have one more yes. that I made up.
1: Yes. What is it? The one from the Elvis Presley movie, Change, <laughs> no, change of no. Habit.
0: That one doesn't. You have to watch the movie. You have to be there in the present. And maybe we'll do a bungalow live party at some point down the line, and we'll do that song. All
1: right. Whatever. <laughs> but
0: to speak of to speak of. Uh, to speak of songs, don't you have a bungalow theme song you'd like to sing for us to introduce? This no, yes, she did. We you started making up a bungalow theme song. You don't it, just you can sing just a couple of lines, and that'll take us into the episode.
1: Welcome to the bungalow. It's your brand new favorite show.
0: That's great. It sounds like bungalow is the hee haw of the podcasting world. Well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, coming to you live from the front lines of the war between light and darkness, it's The Bungalow uh, with, uh, I am one of your hosts, Cullen Bunn, and with me is Cindy
1: Bunn.
0: My lovely co-host and lovely wife, lovelier wife, Cindy Bunn.
1: (laughs) That's debatable, too, I'm sure. Who is right
0: now wearing a t-shirt. This is how much I love her. I put up with her when she wears a shirt that says "Only Judge Judy can ju- only Judy can judge me." That's right. So there Ready you go. All right. Anyway, so what? Well, it's been a little while since we've done a recording, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was like mid March.
0: Um, we've been
1: slacking. Sorry, folks.
0: Well, we've just—it's been a very busy, busy uh, couple of months. Yeah, I think. We had... Uh,
1: you were traveling a lot. I
0: was traveling a lot. Well, I know we recorded after C2E2, right?
1: Mm, I don't remember.
0: Oh. Well, I've been going to conventions. I went to C2E2 and Planet Comic Con, which you went to with me.
1: Planet was fun. That was a lot of fun. And I
0: went to Dallas Com- the Dallas Comic Show. So we just it's just been a lot of traveling. Um, So we can catch up on some of that yeah. real quick. C2E2. So... C two E two was is is a great show. I love going to it. It was awful this year for me because uh, it was the first day was great, and then I came down with a violent case of food poisoning uh, on late that night. So I missed the rest of the convention and spent the rest of the the convention, which is not a cheap show to attend or or set up at or, or anything. It just it takes a lot of time away from work. It takes a lot of you know, uh, money, and it just—I uh, spent the rest of that convention uh, projectile vomiting in the hotel room, <laughs> which was fun.
1: Thanks for the vis.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's what it was. Um, so we can gloss over that one. But then you went with me to uh, Planet Comic Con.
1: Yes, it's it is truly one of my favorite conventions
0: to Why? go to with you. Why do you like it so much? You know
1: what? Honestly, I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> no one is. I'm sure Chris. Chris Jackson, the founder of Planet Comic Con, he's listening. He's like, "Oh, here's a a, a reason that this convention is someone's favorite." I don't know. I'm not sure. No,
1: it's honestly everybody. I I every time I've gone to that convention with you, everybody I meet is super nice. You know, the the people are nice. The people that work the convention are nice. It, it's just a very positive experience, and you don't. Unfortunately, even as a guest at conventions, you don't always get that.
0: No, no, it's actually. Uh, you know, there, I I could do several hours of podcasting on bad convention experiences, yeah. but uh, but no, it's a great show. We had a lot of t- fun because our first night there, we all, we always go to uh, a secret little uh, tiki bar. Love the, it, the tiki cat, and yes. drink a lot of. Uh, Fruity beverages, which is a lot of fun. Um, it's a it's a little speakeasy type uh, bar, and um, what's the neighborhood? Westport. And what? Yeah, I think in Westport. But anyway, it's a fun little bar called Tiki Cat. It's easy to find if you know what you're looking for um, in Kansas City. And then uh, and then I remember, um, I guess it was it was the first day too. You know, I think and this was a highlight for me is that our friend Brian Quinn. Uh, was at Graceland that for day for you. N- well, I-, I-, watch- I for you because watching you, it was fun to see you how excited <laughs> you were. He was at Graceland doing a uh, a thing on Elvis Radio.
1: He was a guest DJ on Elvis Radio,
0: and he uh, he dedicated a song to you. And, yeah, and, and he- you listened on your phone, and I got to watch your expression while you were listening because we were waiting for our hotel room. Yeah, And what was the song?
1: It was uh, it was really cool. Like he had tweeted while we were on the- our way to Kansas City. And said, you know, hey, everybody, be sure to listen to Elvis Radio at 2 p.m. I'm going to be a guest DJ. And I, you know, really genuinely not looking for anything from it, just kind of to give him a rib about it. Right. I sent him a text and I was like, hey, are you going to be taking requests? Ha (laughs) ha ha. And uh, he texted me back and said, don't worry, I got you covered. So then I got all excited. I'm like, he's dedicating a song to me. Because him and I both have that very genuine love of Elvis Presley, right? And he knows he knows that. So he, so I thought we were still going to be in the car, but we ended up not being in the car. I ended up downloading Sirius XM on my iPhone, which, by the way, I just realized I forgot to cancel my trial membership. So now Oops. you're a life
0: now you're a member.
1: Um, but. Uh, and I, we sat in the hotel lobby drinking Malibu and pineapple juice, and I had the phone up to my ear because I didn't want to be one of those obnoxious people who was playing it loud where everybody around me had to hear what I was right. doing. And yeah, so he went through and was was sending all these requests, or not, sending all these like dedications out to people, and then he got to mine, and he of course made me cry,
0: that's what I said. Is my highlight is watching your face.
1: Your highlight was watching your wife cry. I got a
0: picture of you as you. were listening I know to it.
1: I've seen it, but it's got my monster balloon hand in it, so I will never post oh, it. Oh my god! Um, but uh, but he he knows that my favorite Elvis song is "Bridge Over Troubled Waters." Right. Um, and for those of you who don't know why it is, it was one of those songs that my mom and I always would just sing out loud, you know, with all our might every time we'd hear it. And, uh, you know, kind of like look at each other and, you know, the big theatrical arms, you know, singing to one another. And then our favorite part was always when they would get, when he, when Elvis would get to the part where he says, Say alone, silver girl. Which, hence, is the reason why I have that tattooed on my arm. It says, Sail on Silver Girl. Because that was, like, the moment in that song that my mom and I would, like, wait for. And, um... So, yeah. So, he went on there and said, you know, this one goes out to, you know, my friend Cindy Bunn. You know, she's a... She's one of the biggest Elvis fans I know. And, uh... Which meant a lot to me, coming from him, being what a huge Elvis fan he is. And, um... He said, you know, I know this song is it is very special to her. You know, she's even got uh she's got a beautiful tattoo on her arm, it says sail on silver girl. You know, and then he and then he even said she's a beautiful girl.
0: Hey beautiful Hey, chill yeah. out, Brian Quinn. <laughs> chill out, slow your role player. You're gonna you're gonna wreck, brother.
1: <laughs> and uh, No, he was just being very very yes. sweet. And um so yeah. And and it was good. Yeah, and then after the song was over, uh, Jim Sykes, who was the regular DJ during that that time, was, who was there with Brian uh, when the song was over and it came back, Jim Sykes even said, "Say along, Silver Girl." Oh, that's nice. And I was just—I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about <laughs> it. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, that was—it was fun to for. I mean, I wish I heard could have heard it too. But like I said, we were waiting to get in the hotel room. The phone was—you know—you didn't want to bug people, but it was fun. Um, and then we did the convention. The convention was a lot of fun. Uh, Kyle Strom, Baldemar Revis, and I did a sort of a soft announcement of a new book that we've got coming out, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit, and that had a big reaction. We had a big crowd for that.
1: Yeah, that was really cool.
0: And, uh, and it was a great show, and then, anything else at that show we need to talk about? No. And then, the next week, I was in Dallas, which was a smaller convention, but was also fun, um, and I got to, uh. For me, that was fun because I got to hang out with my friend Dan Brereton, who's a very talented artist, and I got to meet uh, James O'Barr, who was the creator of the Crow. Um, and they had a screening of the Crow, like for uh, at Alamo Draft House, and so I got to watch the Crow with James O'Barr, and got some of the some some background insight on the movie with him and stuff. So it was a. Uh, it was a lot of... Uh, was That was a good show for that reason, too. But I'm glad I'm not at shows right now. <laughs> nor do I have any more conventions for at least a few weeks.
1: I was just going to ask. one
0: Heroes Con in June. I have one trip I have to do for Passage in Black, uh, the Kickstarter project. I have to do a trip for that in the next probably couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. and then But the next convention I have will be in June. So there right. we go. So that's what we've been up to. Right? Anything else major going on since... Last time that's been keeping us from doing this podcast? Easter. Well, Easter, but
1: as, as my my new favorite, which I don't want to get any backlash for oh, it.
0: Oh my goodness. Well then
1: My new favorite phrase, Anton Kromov. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? He introduced me to it. Yes. The celebration of Zombie Jesus.
0: <laughs> zombie Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so it was a good, it's a good few weeks, very busy for us, but now we are back and trying to get caught up and start back on our, our podcasting. So, uh, so what's coming up for us? Is there anything else coming up that we've got, we want to talk about?
1: Um, we're going to St. Louis this weekend.
0: That's right.
1: Um, which may already have been, may have happened by the time this gets, uh, posted. But we're going to St. Louis this weekend to uh, see Pat and Oswald perform in St. Charles, Missouri. So that's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, and it's good to go to St. Louis. And, uh, it's a, that's an e- All right, so I, already, I just said no more trips. But uh, yeah, so we do have a little trip. But that'll be fun. Well, but that's and a, that's an easy trip. The,
1: I, when I, you said no more trips, you meant no more business trips. Right, right. And this, but is, yeah, this yeah. is a family fun trip. Right. Going to see some of our old friends in St. Louis, and uh, just have fun. Yeah,
0: all right. Awesome.
1: So, so, Cullen? Yes, ma'am. Tell us what's going on in your world.
0: (laughs) I feel like I should be laid out on a couch at this point. (laughs) Well, when I was two, a bird attacked me, and I never got over it. (laughs) Um... Was it someone, ca-caw, ca-caw. C-caw. <laughs> C-caw. <laughs> um, no, so uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff. Uh like I like I'm not sure when like you said, I'm not sure when this episode will air. But this week I have two new comic books coming out.
1: Which ones?
0: I have Venom number thirteen, which oh. is the first <laughs> issue of the War of the Realms tie-in. So I'm doing three issues of Venom. Um, which is the first issue of War of the Realms, uh, comes out this week. It's a fun book because uh, or a challenging book because they called me and said, Hey, would you write three issues of Venom? And I said, Sure, I'll write three issues of Venom. And, uh, and then they called me a week or two later and said, Oh, by the way, uh, Eddie Brock, who is the character who's Venom's alter ego, uh-huh. is no longer Venom when you get your first issue. So you got to figure that out. Have fun. So <laughs> oh, it's a, uh, it's, uh, you get to, as you read the issue, you'll get to see how I tried to figure out how to write three issues of Venom without Venom. So, it's a fun challenge. And then uh the other one that I am super excited super excited about is Punk Mambo. The yeah. first issue of Punk Mambo comes out uh on Wednesday of this week. Um tomorrow is recording it. Uh it's my first book for Valiant Comics uh, or Valiant Entertainment and uh Punk Mambo is sort of a tough as nails, take no prisoners uh voodoo priestess And she is sort of, she not only investigates supernatural threats, but she kicks their teeth in. And this is a five-issue miniseries that I'm hoping will, one, sort of plant a stake in the ground for sort of the supernatural side of the Valiant universe. But then also um, lead into more uh, Punk Mambo stories. I think if you don't know anything about the character, she's only appeared in a few other books. But if you don't know anything about the character, you don't need to. I kind of took the character and treated it like I owned it. And uh, and you, so you can start from the very beginning and, and enjoy some Punk Mambo stories. Those are both in stores this week. Um, awesome. And then uh, I mentioned, I alluded to it earlier. Uh, in July, I have three new comic books coming out. First issues of three new creator-owned books in July. Um, so I have, uh, the first of those is a book called Unearth, which is coming out from Image Comics. Uh, it's a book I'm co-writing with Kyle Strom, and it's being illustrated by Baldemar Rivas. Uh, One of gonna, my
1: personal faves.
0: Yes, he's a very super talented artist. Uh, it's sort of a action supernatural horror story. There's a, a flesh warping disease that a group of scientists, escorted by military professionals, have to investigate. And it just go. They've traced the source of it to this cave, and they enter the caves, and things just go. Awfully, awfully wrong for them. Um, And it's a book I'm I'm super excited about. It's coming out from Image Comics in July. Uh, I also have a book called uh, Manor Black. Coming out from Dark Horse. That is a gothic soap opera story about a family of sorcerers. And it is co-written by Brian Hurt. Who I've worked with many, many times over my career. um, And is illustrated by uh, Tyler Crook. Who worked with me on Harrow County.
1: That's like the power team.
0: Right. <laughs> and then I from and then the third creator on book I have is coming out from Aftershock. It's called Knights Temporal. And it's about uh, this knight in you know medieval times. And he uh, he pursues this necromancer into this forbidden forest, and he come he doesn't he never emerges from the forbidden forest, or at least he doesn't emerge. In our time, and then we discover that this knight has been has been chasing this necromancer uh, across time and space, and very you know numerous different times and and places. And his life has kind of been shattered and torn apart and rebuilt as this uh, as this warrior who is going through time and space to to try to finally catch and kill this vile necromancer. And that's coming out from aftershock. So those are three, uh, and that's illustrated by uh, by a friend... Fran Golan, It's going to be uh, uh, a very uh, cool book, I think. So that's three exciting uh, creator-owned books that are coming out, and I hope that uh, I hope people will check them out. Go to your go to your comic book store and tell them to uh, to pre-order them for you, and they'll make sure they're on the shelf. Because with creator-owned books, it is absolutely vital that people pre-order them and let comic book store retailers know that they want them. Otherwise, they will not. Um, you know, you. I was asked recently. You know, I'm all. Well, I'm always asked, "Is this book an ongoing or uh, a limited series?" And the answer to that is, it's always a limited series unless people buy it. So, gotcha. There we go. Those are my three three new books that are coming out. Um, super excited about those. Please go uh, check them out. All right. And now, after talking about comic books, it's time for Cindy's favorite thing. Her favorite time of the day. News of the Weird. News of the Weird. All right, let's hear your weird stories. I have not heard any of these that you've chosen. As usual, I have have, uh, recused myself from hearing them in advance. So this is the first I'm hearing them, unless I happen to stumble over them.
1: Well, the first one I was really disappointed about. Oh, no. Because, no, no, no. I had to redact it. Oh, no. Because when I saved the article... Because I save articles, like I'll see something that really gets my attention, and I'll favorite it so I can talk about it here. Right. Well, I had saved it not long after we had recorded the last podcast. Yeah. Well, by the time I went back today to make to make notes on it and reread yeah. it, uh, they had changed the article. Oh, no. So, men with long hair or beards. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was said that there, was, there had been a study done with a team, a joint study done with the University of Western Australia and the University of Zurich. They had done a joint study in the relationship between whether a man has long hair or a long beard
0: mm-hmm.
1: and tiny balls. <laughs> <laughs> And I was all over that. I was like, "This is awesome! I can't wait to talk about this
0: one." I was getting ready to say, "It makes me sick that this is the kind of stuff that news agree source." But no, you can't agree because you're the one going. I can't wait to read this, and you're no. rushing onto it and bookmarking it and messaging it and getting into the comments fields and Listen, discussing it with Brenda, the other people. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Anyway, finish hey, what telling. This is,
1: what that article? You should be happy because what that article was basically indicating oh, was boy. that Jason Momoa had no balls.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: So you should have been happy about that. But when I went back today, they had they had changed it.
0: <laughs> Correction: Jason Momoa does have <laughs> large balls.
1: <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought of that. Thanks. Um, no, they had changed it. the the study. The joint study was done. On primates, not on humans. Somewhere the the people writing the article got mixed up. So anyway...
0: Do primates have a lot of, like, beards? I haven't I, seen very many bearded primates. I don't know. Right, well, I thought that was weird, okay. too.
1: Anyway, so that well, one got... That
0: well, one. thanks for sharing that one, Cindy. Alright, what's next?
1: <laughs> Alright, so this woman in Taiwan goes to the hospital for an eye infection.
0: Uh, okay, I don't even know where this is going, and I'm already disgusted, but go ahead.
1: So, she, long story short, mm. they found four sweat bees living in her eye, eating her tears.
0: How big is a sweat bee?
1: They're tiny. They're really tiny.
0: Well, they're too big to live in somebody's eye. I don't a like bl- that. Yeah. Oof. Ugh.
1: Yeah, so this 29-year-old woman, uh, had, she woke up. She had no clue why her eye was swollen shut. And it was she was in, like, this excruciating pain, and her eye wouldn't stop tearing up. And she thought she had an eye infection or something. So she goes to the emergency room, and the doctors start looking, and they don't find an eye infection. But while they're looking at her eye with a microscope, they, they look underneath her eyelid, and they see what looks like an insect leg uh. in the eye socket. And it was still moving, so they yanked it out and found out it was a, sw- a small sweat bee.
0: That's horrifying.
1: And then they found three more.
0: Ugh, that's horrifying. Um, <laughs> the 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 book "Scary Stories to Tell in the" or to read in the dark or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there was a story in there, and I don't remember the story very well, but it had a. Uh, Spiders coming out of a person's face, and the spider legs were sticking out of their face as the Ew. spiders are like crawling out of these boils on the person's face. Gross. And uh, Guillermo del Toro is adapting scary stories to read in the dark. And uh, I saw in one of the previews like a preview image, and there was a girl looking in the mirror and she had spider legs coming out of her face. Oh god, and I was like, I, I, I it's just horrifying. I hate it. I hate the idea of bugs and insects living inside of flesh. Yes, I hate it. Yes, but I guess she'll be taking care of her eyes a little better in the future. Well, she... Uh, no, did you hear that, Cindy? Oh, yeah, you hear I, I heard... I, I was trying to... you guys to... hear what I said? Did you hear I said bee taking care of her eyes? Yeah. All right.
1: All right. It's too bad we don't have sound effects. I would have cued ch- chirping crickets right then. <laughs> so, so yes. But anyway, apparently, sweat bees, it, where, so that's where they get their name from, is they crave salt. Sure. And they get salt. They have no fear of humans... And they will get salt from the sweat.
0: No, they're quite like, salty creatures.
1: And, um, oh my god, Ah! <laughs> well, you're full of zingers today, <laughs> aren't you? Right. But they, yeah, but they, uh, she had been, she had been with her family, uh, during a tomb sweeping day. It's, it's like a holiday in China. And it's, I'm, I'm gonna botch it. I think it's called King Ming, the King Ming Festival. Okay. Um,. And she was visiting, and her and her relatives were visiting a relative's grave and Mm -hmm. sweeping it and tidying it up. And she was squatting down pulling weeds, and she felt something get in her eye, Thinking, and she thought it was dirt. Right. So she was cleaning it with water. And the article said, I don't know how she didn't do it, but she said she didn't rub her eye much for the rest of the day.
0: And the bees just got in there and... And, uh...
1: Yeah, and uh, so then she woke up the next morning, her eye was swollen, you know, and then there we go. Alright. But the doctor said the that if she had rubbed her eyes mm-hmm. too much, she could have uh could have caused blindness. <laughs> so well, she was really lucky. That's, she,
0: that's a horrifying story. Yep. Alright, what else you got?
1: So there's a really cool thing, um I just read about it recently. Okay, so we all know about the unfortunate fire at Notre Dame. Yes. There are pictures now surfacing on the internet of the flames. And in the flames, uh, you can see what looks like the image of Jesus. No, oh,
0: It's not photoshopped?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Um, so...
1: I don't think it is.
0: Okay, so... So, above Notre Dame, the the cathedral, there are pictures of their image of Jesus. And this is like, I don't know, (laughs) so so insensitive. Uh, This is like like Jesus appearing on toast. Like when you cook toast and the image of Jesus is in it. Oh, I see it. Yeah, I see what they're saying. Yeah, I can see, I mean, interesting. Okay. So, what do you think that means? Do you think that's really the that's really the the avatar of Jesus, or do you think the flames burned in a certain strange pattern, and people see what they want to see?
1: Well, see, the logical part of me wants to say it was just people see what they want to see. Well, sure, but when you but when I looked at it, like a lot of times you will look at things like that and you're like, ah. Eh. I guess I can see what they're talking about. When I looked at that picture, I, I immediately spotted what they were talking about. Before I saw the image, I was looking at an image that wasn't where it didn't have it circled or anything. I was looking at a, a you know an unedited photo of it, and I looked at it, and I could, like, immediately, I was like, Oh, I see okay. exactly what they're talking about.
0: You're going to put these on our Facebook oh, or our yeah. Twitter page yeah, and everything so that people can see them? And make your own judgments? More things in heaven and earth, Horatio. Word. All right. That is interesting. I mean, I see. I saw it. Like you said, I see exactly what they're looking at immediately. Okay, yeah. but all right, what's next?
1: Well, as a woman who's been on keto for the last week, mm-hmm. I i got to admit, I'm kind of jealous of the people of Jackson, Mississippi right now.
0: What are the people in Jackson, Mississippi doing?
1: Somebody is leaving bowls of mashed potatoes on people's cars, porches, and mailboxes.
0: Oh, yeah. That's Potato Claws. <laughs> he, he does that this time of year. He Every does? Every year, he leaves, leaves potatoes. If you're very good, they're loaded pota- mashed <laughs> potatoes. If you're bad... They are half-frozen TV dinner mashed potatoes. Oh, my goodness. That's right. What? That's potato claws. (laughs) You don't know this legend of potato claws?
1: I I do now, apparently. All
0: right. There you go. Somebody
1: should draw a picture of potato. Is he wearing an Idaho Spud potato sack? Oh, Cindy. Ah!
0: don't. I'm sorry. You don't understand the majesty of potato claws. (laughs) But, so, all right, so let's unpack this. Are people eating these bowls of potatoes? I don't think so. Are they, Do they have gravy? Do they have mm-hmm. cheese? Doesn't say bacon bits. Are these chives? Chives? Are chives? Yeah. I, I mean, know. what are? Is you know?
1: It just says. Well, there's some people because they're leaving them. It's it's kind of a quirky neighborhood that they're being left in. Mm-hmm. So they aren't sure if it's a prank
0: or just stupid,
1: or if someone just has <laughs> a lot of leftovers. But some are worried that. The bulls of potatoes are being poisoned.
0: I was going to say, are they left out for... My first thing was, are they being left out to poison animals or yeah, something? Yeah, and that's I mean, what a lot of people are sad. worried about. It's sad that that's my first... Mm-hmm. My inclination is, oh, someone's out there trying to do something wrong. Not, there's someone out there honoring the sanctity of potato claws. <laughs> but, that's, you know... I just I would be afraid to eat those potatoes regardless. Who would eat potatoes prepared elsewhere... And brought cold to your car. I don't
1: know. There is one link to everybody that's getting these potatoes. Is
0: it that they all pull through a KFC drive through and the potatoes are handed out the window to them?
1: No. (laughs) 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 Sometimes I
0: just want to beat you. What is the uh, link? They're
1: all linked to this local Christian university in Jackson, Mississippi.
0: How are they linked to a Christian university?
1: The people that are getting the potatoes.
0: Oh, all the people all the pe- recipients of the yes, potatoes. Yes.
1: So I want you to stay
0: they're... on this story, Cindy. I, I need you to stay on top of this. <laughs> I want to be apprised of it at all times.
1: I will. I'll give you an update on the next, on the next bungalow.
0: Please, please. Stay this tuned. is. I'm very interested in this potato business seriously I'm seriously going to punch I, but no I'm in I'm, this is not me being sarcastic I am very interested in what becomes of the potato business I don't want this to be glossed over in our 24 hour news cycle and turn on to something else I want to know what's happening please please dear god please what's next
1: you're horrible <laughs> you're just so horrible what's next All right, this is my favorite of all of my weird news stories.
0: Ever or just today? Just today. All right, let's hear it.
1: So this 29-year-old man is suing his parents. You know why he's suing his parents? For destroying his $29,000 porn collection. Well. There are so many things wrong with this right now. (laughs) I don't even know where to start.
0: So... So this guy has a an analogue porn <laughs> porn collection, I guess. Oh wait, so I thought you were gonna say his comic books and I was getting ready to say don't you know, that's terrible for a parent to destroy a kid's well, I comics. I would
1: never I wouldn't but no, I, he I'd be upset his about that. Penthouse magazines. Oh it was it was more than that. <laughs> so The Man Had, are you ready for this?
0: Oh uh, well, you have a detail oh, down.
1: Of course I do. Alright. Um so uh he had in his porn stash with an estimate
0: <laughs> It is porn stash. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, there we go. Okay,
1: that was that was not intentional. But I will tell you this. In the article I read, I was literally laughing out loud. It has was that
0: was that in the article? Did the words porn stash? Appear? It probably
1: was. Because and and what, what were the other ones? Like it was uh like for instance it said in Indiana man suing parents for a pretty ballsy act. Yeah, no, this you know? this
0: writer was having a lot yeah. of fun. Was, but yeah, yeah. The porn stash. That's um, pretty awesome.
1: But uh But he <laughs> now you got me laughing. And a porn stash <laughs> estimated value of twenty eight thousand nine hundred and forty dollars and seventy two cents to be exact. I like that he
0: has an itemized list of his porn. And
1: his collection included four hundred VHS tapes. 1,600 DVDs, 160 plus CDs, and 70 sex toys. <laughs> Here's my favorite part. <laughs> the man had been living, he had moved into his parents' house while he was going through a divorce. Right. You think? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get
0: me wrong. That's a lot of money.
1: porn, I have no problem with porn, but that's a sickness.
0: That's a lot of porn. That's a sickness. All right.
1: But he is seeking...
0: Yeah, what kind of damages is this dude seeking? He is
1: seeking $86,822.16, which includes the value of the items and the cost to replace them. Okay. And some of the film's (laughs) titles... Oh, boy. (laughs) Frisky Business and Big Bad Grannies... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: big bad grannies, big bad grannies.
0: All right, that's a nice one. <laughs> but
1: uh, yeah, the guy. So the guy's name was Charlie, and here's another one I pulled from the article. Things came to a head. Oh
0: come on!
1: Last week, when Charlie filed the lawsuit, the court documents say he moved that he moved in with his parents after his divorce, and he moved out about ten months later. After what was described as a domestic situation. Which I can only imagine with a porn collection like that, what that entailed. But a few months later, his parents... Because he moved from... His parents lived in Michigan. And he moved to Indiana. And a few months later, his parents drove the, his possessions. Which, by the way, he needs to be thankful his parents even did that. Um, they drove his possessions to Indiana... Mm-hmm. And when he got them, he realized his porn collection was, dun-dun-dun, missing.
0: you know what happened to Charlie after that?
1: I do. That aroused Charlie.
0: Oh, God, come on. <laughs>
1: to file, police, file a police report. But the prosecutor declined to file charges. So, a month later, Charlie sent an email to his dad explaining the situation. And his dad told him, he was like, if you... Because uh, cause the Charlie was like, well, if you didn't like it, you could have said it at the time, and I would have left. And instead, you chose to keep quiet and you know act vindictively. And the file fo- and his dad told him he was doing him a favor, and he did it for his you know emotional and mental health. And he would have done the same thing with a kilo of crack. Well, so there you have it, folks.
0: And now Charlie. Tough love. Now Charlie, devastated, is going has gone to Mississippi, where he's putting bowls of potatoes <laughs> on Christians' cars as an act of uh, anger and disobedience, civil <laughs> disobedience. Um, all right. Well, yeah. those were some very interesting stories. So we have one last thing to tell everybody about. We're very excited over this.
1: Drum roll.
0: All right, that we have, we have procured a large number of bungalow t-shirts, official bungalow swag.
1: Yes, we have stickers, we have postcards. We and have... most importantly, t-shirts. T-shirts.
0: So we're going to start coming up with some contests and some activities to give away some of these t-shirts and, and, and items. But we're going to start small. We got, we got one initially, an easy one for people. And all you have to do to be placed in a random drawing for these this T-shirt is you have to uh, tweet a link to uh, the bungalow's web ad- the web address for the bungalow page, which is nerdy legion slash podcasts slash bungalow, and that's with two n's b u n n g a l o. Yes. And in that link, use the hashtag #hashtag the bungalow, and then say whatever you want to about the bungalow. How much you love it is appreciated. But if you will, if you do that, you will automatically be placed in a a random drawing for.
1: But they have to do the hashtag because that's how we're going to track it.
0: Yes, you have to do the hashtag. That's how we're going to randomize it. And I say let's put a deadline on it of May first. Okay. And if you do May 1st, uh, we're saying May 1st, really what we're saying is we're going to do the random drawing right before we record next, yeah. but <laughs> if you do it by May 1st, That's you should cute. be okay, uh, because hopefully we'll record in two weeks, um, but yeah, I'd say May 1st. Does that sound good to you, Cindy? May
1: 1st is next week.
0: Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong date. Then let's say May 6th, <laughs> the day after Cinco de Mayo. So, do it by May 6th. Again, you need to tweet the link and we'll put this on our Twitter page and everything. Yes. It's n- the link is nerdy legion slash podcasts slash bungalow with two Ns. And it's hashtag the Bungalow. Again, with two Ns. Yes. Um, you know that. That's our name. But we want to give away some of these shirts, and then we're gonna come up with some different uh different contests and things like that. And while we're while you're thinking about it, please consider leaving uh, comments and reviews on whatever podcast listening service you use for The Bungalow. It does help us. So please check that out. And you can follow us on Twitter uh, at The Bungalow, mm-hmm. right? So yes. follow us on Twitter if you like, at The Bungalow. Um, but that's our first contest. We'll post more about that on Twitter and everything to remind people to do it. Um, and hopefully we'll get some people who do that and can win a delightful Bungalow t-shirt.
1: if Even if we don't, I'm going to make up names.
0: No, we're gonna get people to do it.
1: Like Felicia Fledgehammer is gonna win.
0: Felicia Rashad.
1: Or Michael Bolton is gonna win. Okay.
0: Well, I don't think we'll need to do that. But there you go. And there you have it, folks. That is our seventh episode. This was our seventh episode? Yeah, we suck. Oh, I thought it was the eighth. But okay. Oh, seventh episode. Alright, folks, thank you so much for listening. Um Cindy, do you have a sign off for us today? Pasta Bon Vista, baby. All right, we got to stop with these sign offs because they're getting worse. <laughs> they're definitely not getting better. <laughs> See you, everybody.
1: Bye.